the following program contains world premieres, certified ball players, incredible interviews, latest hottest content material, may not be suitable for people with the following medical condition original phobia, acute player hater disorder, no jumper, no handles, allergic to playing defense. If you suffer from any of these conditions, contact your coaching staff. License to Ball podcast where certified ballers play, and now here's your host, Hip Hop. Welcome to the show. I'm losing count on episodes, as is. I think there's like 12 or 13, episode 12 or 13. Can't remember. Just keep pumping them out, pumping them out. Just trying to get her listening to this, something they want to hear. The show growing more and more every day. We got the Atlanta Hawks, or should we say the Hawks, Naismith Holiday Classic, Day 2, Part 2, however you want to look at it. We got that on deck. We're going to talk about that. We got Alfonso from baseline to sideline on that to give his takeaways on that. Break down that. Got the Hard Hoops news update. Especially for Georgia players. We still cover basketball nationwide, but can't cover everybody. So the players around the way that we've been covering for over the years, grew up here, grassroots. We're going to focus more on them on the Hard Hoops News Report. Yeah, Jerry Harper balling out of control now, another Georgia player. He's balling out, BJ Boston. They got guy around my way, Malcolm Hill, teammate of Jerry Harper, balling. They got Anthony Edwards, set a record, youngest player. Maybe what, 14 threes? Guy that I missed right when I took my break, he stopped blowing up. Everybody told me I seen this kid play before he blew up. Just didn't recognize him because they're two different players now. I wish I would have did some stuff. I'm getting my, like my boy from Connecticut say, get my rookie card on him, do a mix on him. He always used to tell me, you have some good rookie cards. He used to call my videos rookie cards. When I do videos on on players for the first time or blowing them up when nobody knew about them. Oh, and they is already hot and they is one of the top players. He's called a rookie card. And that's one rookie card that I miss. I like, oh man, I regret. Big time. He's one of the, he's number two since I was gone. Number one is Scoot Henderson. Man, he give you so much. I could have made them the most nastiest mixtape ever on him I ever done. Probably ever on him, ever. Like a Dwayne. I'm not sure. I got to watch him play more, but he just mind me of Dwayne Wade with a more consistent jump shot. Even people say jump shot not there. It's three-point shot not there. 
what well, need to be, but more consistent shot than like he's like and, and say Derrick Rose too. That's one other comparison. Oladipo than me. But he mind me of a D Wade man. This D Wade. There's some other comparisons that are escaping me right now because you could right now his game is still developing. So a lot of people comparing on what well, came back to me. Westbrook. I can see the high explosive he is. Westbrook, but I think Westbrook a better passer. That's why I say Dwayne Wade, because he's downhill. Even he shoot threes. Everything's downhill and he's big and he's strong on the basket and he's explosive. A lot of people forgetting because Dwayne Wade been doing some crazy stuff in the meeting nowadays with his younger son and and he ain't played in a while, so people be a prisoner of the moment. They forget how Derrick Rose was very explosive early in his career. That's what Scoop. I remember when he's in his prime. So Scoop kind of like play like him, Henderson. That's what I think. You know, people could deny that or say no, 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 but I think that's the case. So we got some. We got some. A lot of stuff to talk about, man. This show, I could do this show two or three times. No, once a day, three hours a day. That's only why I could cover all this basketball. It's just impossible. So much stuff going on. Just covering Georgia is a full-time job with overtime. With so much going on. I mean, recruitments, commitments, signing day, G League, NBA, college. You got guys in college balling out and everything. We're going to go to an update on some of our Georgia players. We're going to go into the hard hoops news and get caught up on that. This is the hard hoops news report. The Memphis Hustle, the Grizzlies NBA G League affiliate, dropped its final game of the Showcase Cup 113-109 to the Birmingham squadron on Tuesday. Joe Young scored a career-high 30 points to lead Birmingham, adding 7 rebounds and 3 blocks and shooting 6 of 10 shooting from 3-point range. Jared Harper totaled 28 points and 2 assists on 7 of 17 shooting. Malcolm Hill posted a double-double with 13 points and 11 rebounds. Freddie Gillespie set the Hustle single-game franchise record with 20 rebounds to go with 17 points, his fifth double-double in the last seven games. Cameron Young notched his third consecutive game over 20 points with 24 points and 4 rebounds. David Stockton added 22 points, 7 rebounds, and 8 assists. Edwards had the most prolonged spurt of his burgeoning career, and no player his age ever had a night like him in NBA history. Edwards hit 10 of his 14 three-point attempts against Denver and became, at 20, the youngest player in NBA history to hit that mark. LA Clippers rookie Brandon Boston Jr. had the best game of his young career against the Celtics on Wednesday and dedicated his performance to the late Terrence Clark. The guard went off on the CS in the 114-111 win scoring 27 points, including five three-pointers, going perfect from the free-throw line and earning four steals in just 25 minutes off the bench. The effort resulted in career highs in points, threes, and steals and after the game, Boston Jr. devoted the stellar performance to Clark, his former Kentucky teammate.
This is Caleb Banks, and you are listening to License to Ball. This is Trent Markwith with Relentless Hoops, and you're listening to License to Ball. This goes Washington, head coach at Pelbrook Hosco. You are listening to License to Ball. You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast, License to Ball, where certified ballers play. Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial, dial, dial. <laughs> Who am I kidding? This is the internet. Keep rocking with License to Ball. And now back with your host, Hip Hop. Mic muted. <clears throat> Talking in the mic muted. I kind of forgot about um, BJ Boston. Another one ball out of control in the Hard Hoops report. That's my man, Kyle. From out of Chicago, do the Hard Hoops report. Do a great job with that. Came up with the name. Came up with the vision on that. BJ, I mean, used to be, and it still is, Chicago is littered, littered with basketball players on every right. I used to joke and kid with people all the time, and it actually was sort of true because like 80 90% true that every NBA team had one player from Illinois on it. Now it's becoming that way. It's definitely becoming that way with Georgia players now. A lot of the NBA teams have at least one Georgia player on their team. And it's just it's getting bananas, really. It's really getting banana. We want to get sidetracked on that G League stuff with the, the Georgia-born players doing and they balling out of control. I'm going to go catch up some G League games and go watch some of you guys play in person. Learn some more stuff about valuation. And get my evaluation a little bit more accurate when I'm watching these players and understand and projecting their potential. That's a good way to do it. And you go watch these college games too. So now we're going to get into that day two of that Hawks Naismith Holiday Classic. I'm going to go and bring in my man, Alfonso from baseline, the baseline, the sideline in. Go and bring him in and talk with him. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. In this corner, Robert Afonso Jr. from Baseline to Sideline.com, covering gridiron to the hardwood, current world heavyweight champion. What'd you think about the intro I put together? I love it, man. I actually started smiling. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just popped it. up in my head. I said... That'd be perfect for him, that type of intro. I was like, man, I think that'd go I, good I, good I, with him. I appreciate it. Man, if you want me to send it to you, I can send it to you on email. I think on, on by cell phone. On okay. There. Yeah, definitely do that. Definitely do that. Yeah, most definitely. And some good basketball this weekend, man. The Hawks, Naismith, Holiday Classic, three days of basketball. Last day was no disappointment at all, especially the last game. Game winning shot, Westlake went down the wire, and I think you caught that on and put that on social media. Caught that last bucket. Absolutely, man. It was it was it was a good weekend. I mean, it was a good week of basketball. I mean, we're we're getting into the holiday times, and I say that because here we are, one more week for many of these schools to be in school. And then we're on Christmas break where we'll have plenty more tournaments to talk about. But some of the, some teams were able to get into the action early from Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 
And like you said, the Saturday games did not disappoint over at Norcross High School. You know, we were able to catch um, Westlake, which played extremely hard and extremely well to to be able to dethrone a much more talented Norcross team who that loss yesterday put them in back-to-back losses because they lost to Bergmar on Friday, then they lost to Westlake here on Saturday on a on a tremendous finish by Mitchell Taylor from Westlake, who got the ball after a misattempt by Norcross and just pushed the ball up the floor and went to the basket. And as he rose up, so did a Norcross defender. He laid it up high off the glass and let the celebration begin. Mm-mm-mm. Heartbreaking loss. You, by any chance, you talked to Coach Mack at all at Norcross? No, I didn't get to talk to Coach Mack after the game, but I did talk to a few of the players because, you know, sometimes as a coach, you know, you got to watch it. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to watch it. You're also going to dissect it in your head. And, and a lot of times right after games, especially in a loss like that, you are almost no pun intended, but a loss for words because it's not what you would have wanted to be that close to be in that situation. But I had a chance to talk to a few of the players just to not only encourage them, but make them understand this basket wasn't why they lost the game. You know what I mean? Because there's so many other things in basketball and in any sport that you have to do or execute in order to be able to achieve the W that you want. Yep. They were lackluster on offense. Only had one player in double figures. Yes. Yes. They had only, only had one player in double figures. They were out rebounded by four or five boards. And while that may seem like nothing, that's something when you got a team as talented and as long as Norfolk. Um, again, hats off to Westlake and Coach Rogers. Legendary Coach Rogers, if I want to put it. Some much due respect on his name. OG. Because, yes, absolutely. He, uh, he had those guys you know, prepared to execute. And the moment never seemed too big for them. I think since Coach Rogers been around for so long and he's been through so many big games, it's like old hat to him. So that kind of feed off on the players and they come to a big terminate game and he the same way they were in a, in a scrimmage game. I think that feeds off and rub off on players. And they also, they, the rebounder was... 36-32. So he's out rebounded by four rebounds. That's four more right. extra possessions make a big difference. You'll think that Norcross will have at least tied or had a re- rebounding lead being at home and hosting the tournament, but they didn't. No, absolutely. And, and again, that's just a testament on how hard Westlake was willing to go to the boards um, looking, to, looking to make sure that they kept things under control, try to attain as many possessions as possible. So it was it was it was, it was well executed on their part. Yep. This going they're gonna learn. I think Norcross is it's gonna hurt them with a seeding being six and three overall right now. 
going into state playoffs because they they are a playoff team. Boy, yeah, no, they're a playoff team, but it, and but here's the thing on that, and, and a lot of people will look at the record and they're definitely concerned about the state rankings. All right, which again, those matter, but they don't matter, um, because at the end of the day, if you win your region and you come out as the top seed of your region after winning the region in the regular season and then later in the tournament, that's where the seeding matters. Yep. All right, because Great point. that that's where. That that's where because it doesn't matter. Like I, I mean, I, I, a team last year in Northeast Georgia, up in the mountains, they had a losing record going into the region tournament, but they went and won the whole region tournament and actually made the state playoffs with a nine and twelve, nine and thirteen mark. What team was this? And made a run, Raven Raven County. Okay. And they made a run to the tournament. That they actually finished, if I'm not mistaken, in the Elite Eight. And only scoring double figures in two quarters not gonna win the ball game for you either. No, I'm, no, no, no. And that's I'm the sorry. Game. Uh, my fault. No, no, go ahead. Only scoring just barely scoring double figures in every quarter is gonna be hard for you to win a ball game. That's what I meant to say. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And and part of it part of it is again watching the way um, in the second half, anyway, Westlake decided to defend. They started face guarding Michael Zhang, who's Norcross's top shooter right now. Um, they started face guarding him, making it difficult for him to get the ball. So those those were a lot of things that plays a factor into what was going on. Yeah, he hit three point specialist. Mm-hmm. They did mm-hmm. their homework. They did their homework on this team. Just imagine if Hunter was still in this Westlake team. They out. He's playing somewhere out in prep school somewhere. Yeah, he, he's actually in Sunrise Christian in Kansas. Um, and yeah, imagine if he was there. Imagine if London Johnson was there. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, of- yes, he's playing um internationally right now. That's a big difference. Yes. They, the floor general was not there for Norcross. That yeah, we do got right. So games like right. this, coaches don't want to lose games like this. But deep down inside, you play games like this. Coaches have ammunition, and they actually can evaluate their team better, and they can grow more. Actually, University of Illinois going through the same problem with Norcross. They feel general was hurt, and they really don't have a lot of people who have the ball. So they lose in close games, but they are developing ball handling and breaking the pressure. So when that guy comes back, they're going to be even stronger. They're going to have a messed up seed going into the Big Ten tournament as of right now, how it looks, even if it's still in the midstream of the season. But they're going to grow right. from this. They're going to get better from this. One thing I do know about Coach Mack, his teams get better over the season. They're not the same kind of team at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year. He's going to go back to the drawing board. He's going to watch film, and he's going to, Devise a way to get his team back on the winning track. No, he's, he's going to definitely, you know, um, the one thing about his adjustments throughout the year, <clears throat> he's going to push and, and be successful. And so far, even his region has shown early in terms of some early games. Like, yeah, Bergmar is not going to go away. Um, Archer is not going to go away. Uh, they're not going to go away. You know, you got you got discovery that is in that mix. You know, so 
you have teams that are are prepared and ready to play, and you're gonna you're gonna find yourselves that they want to put themselves obviously in the upper echelon so they could be at home and be 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 able to host as many games as they can at the at the House of Blue. But you know you gotta you gotta start putting it together, especially once once you get past Christmas and into January. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to another game. Let's go and do the Burkmark Milton game. Burkmark beat Milton seventy-three to sixty-two. It just seemed like Milton can't get their feet up under them. No, they they're still trying to make adjustments. You know, they they're still trying to make adjustments for. For what they've lost, they got some football players about to return um, after a wonderful football season that they had that fell short. And it's just, you know, it fell short to Collins Hill. So, again, they're going to they're going to hopefully, like I said, this break will help them, but their schedule isn't going to help them. You know, because those guys that they got returning or coming to join the team, I mean, they're going to go into a schedule that I believe they're at the city of Palms next week. So there's no rest for the weary. Yep. Uh-huh. They got a wing on a team. I think he had dreads. He actually playing very well right now. He oh, played. yeah. That's that's Keenan Carlisle. Yeah, Ke- yeah Keenan Carlisle. He been playing. I think he been stepping up, and he been trying to take more of the bulk of the load because he knows his team needed. And he been. I think he been bringing in good energy and making great plays. And the kid's sneaky, explosive. No, he's he's explosive. He's quick. He's one of the more highly talented players in his class uh, by college programs. So it's just you know again they they as a team. Are, are probably adjusting. Um, we're talking about teenagers having to deal with with an un- unexpectancy of things. So it'll it'll all matriculate out. I mean, I just don't know. I'll be honest with you. They went from they were a favorite at the start of the season to win the repeat. I just don't see it happen. No, I don't think so. I think they're going to finish strong. But uh, it's like a first – First round loss in the state playoffs. That's what it looked like to me. They make it a state playoffs. Well, depending 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 on where they land now in their region. If they finish second, I mean, if they finish third or fourth, you know they. And again, they finish third or fourth. There's going to be some team that might not want to see them as a number four seed. Because remember, mm-hmm. they play the number one seed on the opposite side, depending on what it is. <laughs> and, and that number one seed may be like, man, that, that's the last thing I expected to see them. At that time, but at the same time, you're right. You know, they don't right now. If it were to end today, um, again, de- depending on the matchup, they may not they may not get far get far into the state playoffs. Yep. I think the biggest thing missing the two kids is I think people didn't factor on their defense. They getting sort of enough points to win games, but I think they're giving. They letting too many people. They playing a charity strike on defense. I think their defense not where where it should be. Well, give them seventy three points up. Defensively, yeah, not, not only defensively they they giving up some some stuff, 
But you got to go deeper. You got to go into your bench because right now they're only playing five guys. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you when I say you got to go into your bench, because if you would have had those two guys, there are two guys currently starting on the team that wouldn't have started had those two guys been there. And those two guys that are currently starting would have accepted the role of coming off the bench and being contributors. Now you're asking these guys in a short period of time to be one of the main pieces of this run. And it's not always going to be the case. Then you turn around and then once you go past that, now you got to go even further into the bench on guys who didn't even anticipate getting on the floor unless blowouts were going to happen. So there's so many different things and different variables that a lot of people just, um, again, the dynamic of losing two people is is critical. Yep. And they've also missing roughly about 20 points. They shot at 20 points. Absolutely. Maybe more. Absolutely. You can't have Look, one even guy if it's, get even if it, points even, on you. No, but even if it's 10 points a piece, mm-hmm. that's yep. 20 right there. That's exactly. That's another team. By the end of the season, how they playing now, they be playing totally different. Coach will move around the chairs, like I like to say, or move around the chessboard and do different pieces when you get those football players in to try to figure out the best strategy to them to play for the rest of the season and get a new identity. I think he's trying to find a new identity right now. Mm-hmm. They're trying to just they're just trying to build and see what they can do. But again, it's uh it's gonna take some time. One thing I he's getting all his accolades and he's going on Ohio State. I'm personally a little bit disappointed in Bruce Thornton. I I don't see it on the court where he should be. I'm not saying he's playing bad. I think he's leaving bullets in the holster. I mean, if you can't, if you're uh, not even getting it, if you're not even getting it in the goal, your shot attempts to show, man, I'm, I'm doing all. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna shoot us into this game. Or I'm gonna shoot us out of this game because they need a little bit more offense from him. I mean, they they could use some offense from him. They could use a lot of um, a lot of just <clears throat> again what people probably are saying. Oh, where's the old Bruce Thornton? You know what I mean? And he's doing as best as he can. That's for sure. You know what I mean, he's he's doing the best that he can right now. I think he need to increase his shot attempts to twenty a game. Thirteen not going. Thirteen not going to cut it. Even. It's a numbers game, so percentage-wise, if you take 20 and the type of player he is, and he's a very good shoot, a free throw shooter. So if he increases seven more attempts on there and he just do just around four, high 40s or 50% of that, that's 20 points right there. Mm-hmm. They could use that. Just uh-huh. by him increasing it by yeah. seven more shots a game. Just be – I think – not. Not saying a me first attitude like a Kobe, but assert himself and be a little bit more aggressive and look for his shot more than I'm the point guard and I want to set up my players as well. I don't want to get anybody involved. Sometimes he need to get himself involved. That's what a lot of point guards they miss that number on setting up. Sometimes it's your call. You need to be setting yourself up. No, absolutely. Sometimes you got to be able to got to be willing to trust yourself you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yep let's go on to that kale 
Sandy Creek game. Kale beat Sandy Creek 61 to 46. Look, I've I've enjoyed watching Kale the last two tournaments. The one thing I'm enjoying about Kale, which a lot of people aren't going to talk about, is the big man inside, Peyton Marshall. And bigs take time to develop, which I get. I'm, I'm totally understanding of that. But I like what he's doing every time he gets a chance on the floor. He's making vast improvements throughout the year, and he's only going to get better as the year continues. Okay? Then you got Dylan um, Cambridge, who is has impressed me with his freak athleticism, and he's showing me that he's willing to play on both ends of the floor almost relentlessly and recklessly. Aaron Smith, he his versatility, since I've watched him in North Carolina when he was at a national CP3 national um, showcase, and the young fella has really, his game has really evolved where he's a dual threat in terms of being able to handle the ball, being able to play a little bit inside, shoot the jumper a little bit. Then Paris Johnson, Jr., he's another one who I see is, is starting to really get into a groove of shooting and being able to being able to play. So it, it's just, I want I want to see them to continue to develop as a team because you remember, this is a group of guys that last year they were they were expected to play a role not to be major contributors now they're being asked to be major contributors because that role is playing in the their, their lead man is playing in the nba and you, the other two guys are in, are in college absolutely scooter's doing fantastic things uh in the g league so just a lot of things just a lot of things that i think we uh I look forward to seeing with them they're, they're right now trajecting as a team, looking to win their region and and position themselves as one of the favorites to make a run. Yeah, Dylan Cambridge, how explosive he is, it intrigues me how explosive he is because you can't coach that. You can coach somebody to be a dribble. No. You can get in the gym and work on your dribbling. You can get in the gym and work on your shot, but his frame – how big of a guard he is and how explosive he is. He just put the work in the gym over the summer. That's a scary dude right there. No, absolutely. And he's, you know, and again, athleticism you can't teach, heart you can't teach, which he has both. Mm -hmm. And now you you put him in the gym and sharpen up some of those skills to match up with what his God-given ability he has. And the sky's the limit for that kid. He kind of... Offensive, his he kind of remind me of JT Tiller. I don't know if you remember JT Tiller used to play yes. at Wheeler. He remind yep. me of JT yep. Tiller, but an athletic JT Tiller. I could see that. That's a valid. That's a valid um, comp a little bit right there. So, but that's that's why we sit and watch these games and. Play, we see guys develop right in front of our eyes. Sometimes they develop so fast within a week. You you won't see them for a week. You'll see them a, a week later, a week or two later, and you're like, man, they turned the corner a little bit already. This guy right here. And you see the development right, on this guy. Right. No, absolutely. 
Yeah, what I want to do too. Next, next episode, episode twelve. One segment I wanted to do is a all tournament team for the Hawks Naismith Holiday Classic. Okay, okay. With these players, I mean, I can. Yeah, I, listen, we we, you know, we can definitely do that. We can definitely do that. And one thing I like to do is I cover. I'm thinking about it. I, I came with the idea, but I'm thinking about it out loud while I'm talking to you while we on the show. What we could do is I come up with my list, you come up with your list, and we just talk about our list and see how, and then okay. we see how I line up. And Ain't not my position problem. at all. That's the five best players. They, they all five all point right. guards. They all five point guards. Hey, listen, and that and that could be the case. And, you know, and, and then we could even do that that same thing the following weekend after mm-hmm. that, like Christmas week, because with, with the Lemon Street Classic that's taking place at Marietta High School on December 18th. Mm-mm-mm. You know, the funny thing about all this, I talked myself in this, I'm going to get in i'm gonna start getting back into basketball slowly it's like the fire <laughs> jumped on top of my head <laughs> look if living in atlanta and living in metro atlanta living in georgia it doesn't allow you to step into it gingerly you either do it or you don't mm-hmm. yep because you don't because, then it's another big when, game another big game yeah, another big you, game because you Yes, because even when I moved back, I was like this. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And then next, you know, I went from this camp, that camp, this camp, that camp, fall league, fall league, this fall league, that fall league. Next, you know, it's preseason. Next, you know, I'm like, yo, we're in the middle of Christmas and I haven't had a chance to breathe. Mm-hmm. My favorite time of the year, me personally, is camp season. Because camp season. Oh, absolutely. You get to see out of towners. Then you get to see players be, be as free as a bird, and it's slow where it's downtown with downtime, where you get to know the players. You actually talk to the players and see their personality, and get to see them do drills and everything. Seeing this is a different bird from high school ball, then the grassroots. I think camp ball is like it's the it's the best thing, and you can really network with the players. Oh, absolutely! It's a chance to get to know them because I think a lot of people who do what we do they don't get to know them and even some people they only want to get to know certain people so that they can leverage their their opportunities and in reality it's not even the case you know you you should try to get them all know all of them because at the end of the day they're all they're all young men and young women who we're trying to mold and help I, I totally agree with you I, I, I tell you player right now and he's gonna he's gonna come on the podcast. He's he always been a man of his word. It's Kyler Sachs. Talk to Kyler. Yeah. And yeah. he's yeah. the same guy, the the young kid in the gym, just being annoying with the basketball, dribbling around while they playing, referee telling him to stop dribbling. There's a big million dollar smile walking around, kept the basketball in his hand, was just always around his older brother and always around the gym. I never mm-hmm. seen it coming. Never seen right. it coming that he's going to be a lottery pick and just not even lottery pick, playing the NBA. And I think, don't quote me on this, I'm pretty sure I was the first person to do a mixtape on him. This, well, he had a good. Here's the thing that I tell you. 
I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Like, here's the things that I try to tell people all the time about him and his journey. I remember watching him exactly what you're talking about, seeing him on some of these AAU teams, seeing him, seeing him be the young boy on some of these AAU teams. And I tell people this all the time, and I'm not, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I knew he'd play in college. I just never thought he'd do what he did in college. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and then not only just that, like – forget about even college like i knew again he was talented enough and i was away during the time that he did this but he did what he did on the eybl and i remember living in new york and people going yo this dude came out of nowhere i was like no he actually did not come out of nowhere Mm -hmm. he's always been there he just put the time in the gym to do what was necessary Mm -hmm. i remember his brother dming me and when people when family members tell me things i really don't listen to them but I kind of entertained his older brother. He DM me like, "Hey, you gotta come get Kyler. You gotta come. You gotta do something on him." I'm like I already did some stuff on him. And as so I talked to him, like, "No, nah, I need to come see my brother." So I was like, "His brother getting better, but I don't know if his brother getting good as he say he's getting." I believe him. Right, right. Then we had what Davion Mitchell. I don't yeah. think Pat Harper care if I tell his story. We was on the phone, and he said, who's better, Davion Mitchell or Colin? I said, man, Davion Mitchell better, man. What are you talking about? He said, I, I, he said um, I asked you that because I know you haven't seen Colin lately. If you've seen Colin, you wouldn't say that. And I respect his opinion. So when he said that, I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'm missing out, son. So he's like, we got a workout going on. We're going to have some college players in the and some high school players that come come watch him. He is killing what the guy for Denver Nuggets. They call I think they call him Man Man. What's Man Man government name? Oh, Will Barton. No, 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 no. He the point. He the backup point guard. He played at Iowa State. They call his nickname Man Man from he from D. He not from Detroit. From my, Michigan. Man, I'm my, my yeah. it escapes it's me. Slipping on me right now. But his nickname is Man Man from. From um, Michigan, he's Iowa right. State. I can't. I got his face in my hair, and I can't think of his name for anything. But he he doing real good in the league. So he's holding his hand. His he's holding his own against him and all this. And I actually got footage of this too. I don't think I even released a lot of the footage. And I look at I look at Pat. And I was like, damn, you're right. This dude's good. Now I can't. Um, I don't. Look, I, I, Another thing about Kyle, I can't say what coaches was. I don't think he want me to, because he's real tight lip. He'll call me every year about players. Said they interested in coming to his school. And you're like, man, who should I be looking at? I said, Colin Saxon, man. Need to get him next year. I said, for real? And he brought up a couple of players. I said, he batted in them. He's like, for real? I like, you need to go coach. He's looking to make a move from Hillgrove. You should have him on your team next year. It's like, for real, like, it's like I said, you need to have him on your team. He's naming these players like he's better than him, better than him. Because coaches, when I was doing this, like, like to ask me my opinion on players they like to have in their program. Uh-huh. And I told him that. And then I was at Peach Jam. I'm a big-time Illinois fan. I, I try to get Illinois players, and I try to help them out. Now they got the coaching staff where – they don't. If I tell them about a player, they like 
appreciate the hip hop. We we own him already. So I told John Gross they are looking for a point guard, and they are watching Davion Mitchell play. And it's right before right. I went to go see him with when they were working out with Pat. It's before it all that. It's right before that. Mm-hmm. So I go to him. I say, "Hey, I know y'all looking for a point guard. Y'all could probably get this guy. He's better." I'm pretty sure he's better than that guy right there. I'm not 100% sure yet because I haven't go look at the other guy, but he's worth taking a look at. You might want him. I said, you could probably get him right now because the stock on him is very low. And word on the street, his dad is a big-time Illinois fan. So you had that in your favor. I said, better than Dave Allman? I said, yes. And Jordan, you need to go to his name, Colin Saxon. Both of them looked at me and like, this guy, not ESPN, I don't, we don't know if he know what he's talking about. I said, okay, all right. Blew up. Next time I seen him, I just looked at him. <laughs> I just looked at both of the coaches next time I saw him. Look, y'all had a mm-hmm. chance to get in on him. Right. Well, these stories go on for on. Going on for days, but I'm real proud of Colin. And I'm, I'm what I'm really proud of is he has not forgot who he came from. He's not too big for everybody. He talks to everybody. You come to, he talk to you. So and, and coming back to the game and showing his face and showing support for his team, I, I think that's big. We need to have more players doing that in Georgia. We got too many players playing big time ball and not coming back. They come back in the summer and work out. They don't come back for a game or whatever, but they come back to work out. They need to come show their face more. I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. He's got a great, you know, great relationship with Harper and, and George over there, Washington, and Pebblebrook. So that that helps. Mm-hmm. I think they used to. They used to first. I think the reason why he liked them so much is the outside looking in. He they was the first program wanting him for him, and they mm-hmm. they liked him before he got big. A lot of people wanted to come in and. I think he was smarter to see this. Like, now you want me in your program. I want to right. transfer. Now right. you want me over here. And before he was doing all that, he was going out working out with them, like you said, putting work in the gym. And they showed him love from right then and there. Right. And the rest is history. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You want to tell, before we get off here, you want to tell the, the listeners where they can find your stuff. Now, again, I appreciate always being on on with you, Hip Hop. I'm, I'm enjoying what we're doing and, and the growth and the direction it's headed. Mm-hmm. People can find me on BTS underscore report on Twitter, BTS report on Instagram, and baseline and sideline on the internet. And if y'all don't know, y'all go check out the social media. You're going to see the hardest working media guy in Georgia, I think. Anytime I go online, I, I find your stuff. It. Yeah. Man, I, I, I admire the, the work you put in and the connections you have where so many different sectors of of basketball is tuned in to what you're doing. I appreciate it, man. Hard work pays off, man. Hey, listen, that's the journey, man. Yep. All right, till next time, I'll see you this, this weekend in the gym at Marietta. 
Absolutely, brother. Have a good one. All Have right. a great week. All right. Peace. Peace. Great interview. Talk longer than we wanted to. At least I did. Because I know viewers short on time. They can't listen to this whole thing. If it's real drawn out on time, they can't listen to it. I'm only a few people in this world. The kind of job I have, I can listen to hours and hours of audio. I got a lot of time on my hands, a lot of time to think, doing what I do. But I really love him coming on the show, too. You see, he enjoy coming on here. I enjoy coming on. I love his insight and his, uh, his opinion on basketball. And that guy we forgot talking about was Monte Morris. I don't know why I couldn't think about Monte Morris. But Monte Morris, that's, that guy is a real good, nice guy, good-hearted guy. Met him, talked to him. Real good-hearted guy. I remember man, man from up north and... I'm from the neighborhood in Chicago where you hear on TV they do a lot of shooting. That's a neighborhood. That's one of the neighborhoods I'm from. Like two or three neighborhoods. I'm from one of the neighborhoods. And he's from Flint. So we come from real hard neighborhoods with a lot of lead in the water where a lot of people short temper. And I I could tell he's from Monte Morris, who's from up north, where at a drop of the dime they'll shoot you for anything. That's why we don't live there no more. We just go back and visit. He was throwing a towel somewhere. And I was walking by and a towel hit me in the face. And I would walk around, look like a ghost for a split second. I had to take it on top of my head. Came over. And told me he was sorry. It's not he told me he was sorry. I wasn't even tripping about it. It's how he went out his way. Made me have a flashback at home. Because brothers get shot over nothing. Looking, staring at people. At some of the places we from. And he went out his way to do that. And I was like, man, that's a northern thing that a lot of people won't pick up on. To give me that extra respect. Because he don't know me. if I He don't know what I got in the car or whatever. He don't know. And then afterwards, he did it again. And he's shook my hand and told me he appreciated me coming out and sorry again about the towel like man I ain't even tripping out that Monte it's all good but keep listening to it all the way to the end I'm glad everybody listened to this all to the end y'all soldier for that loyal listeners follow and share keep downloading this and spread the word really appreciate you we still trying to get some more states Involved in this, we don't got all 50 states hadn't had at least one download or more. That's okay though, we're gonna get there and I appreciate everybody listening. We're gonna be at Marietta next weekend covering this stuff. And the next follow, we're gonna be back at Willard, the other TLC. Ryan is tweeting like crazy promoting that event. I'm gonna get him on the show, talk about that event so y'all know what's coming on and some of the teams and players that gonna be there next time. Peace.